This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. What do you think, Mother? Oh, it's beautiful. It's so classy, like an opera house. Oh, <laughs> Alvarez, that son of a bitch's line. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're back. We're back. Again. It's what we do. We do. We, we come, come back, back every week. Every week and talk about uh, the hit Fox TV show Gotham, which I already outlined, uh, really, in the you beginning. You kind of already said that. So I really don't need to say anything now. Uh, wait, why don't we just sit here just, uh, and have a moment of silence? But Truncate Silence is going to get rid of that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> don't tell trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but we're very excited to talk about this week's episode. It, it was really good, really good. I, uh, and I believe we'll talk about this more in the points here. But initially, this would have been the last episode if they had just gone with the Yo. initial order. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, it kind of there, there were a couple beats. You could that tell there were some that could have been changed. a finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh but, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and get started talking about this wonderful episode uh, with awesome. it, and uh, start us off with the uh, rhyming, riddling episode summary. All right. Is Arnold Flass what you'd call a good cop? Not after we've seen his drug-induced plot. Will Jim's mission make him a blight on the force? Ask the commissioner. He'd say, of course. <laughs> Does Penguin party? You bet your butt. Will the booze create the bird's famous gut? Will Fish finally rally or face Arkham's new warden? It's up in the air in... Welcome back, Jim Gordon. Welcome back, Jim Gordon. Welcome back, Jim Gordon. Welcome back. Welcome back. We got trouble right here in Gotham City with a capital P and a and I lost it. I lost it. I was going to go through a whole Penguin Music Man thing. I'm Completely glad lost you didn't. it. <laughs> you got me so hard. I was just like, as was his, its intent. As was its intent. Uh, so, what did you think about the episode overall, Emery? <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. There were some things I'd have changed, but mm-hmm. um. You know, lots of questions and lots of unanswered things. Mm-hmm. Felt a little bad for Bob. Okay, camera. Oh, okay, I'm okay. Up the Emory cam here. By the way, we record this uh, every uh, Tuesday night at eight thirty p.m. EST over at YouTube.UniverseBox.com, where you can look look at our uh, pretty faces. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he likes to put my. Why is it? Oh, it's oh, the music thing. You- yeah, I, I told you I was going to forget to turn that off. We're doing things a little differently here. I actually had to set up my whole computer again. No, but I like the episode too. <laughs> good times, good times. Good times. Okay, so I guess we should start. Let's talk do it. About, uh, Make it happen. Well, probably the biggest thing in this episode was the, uh, the ramifications of last week's big confrontation with uh, Falcone and Fish Mooney and Liza got killed and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Liza. But uh, this episode was very much, I think, about Fish Mooney's fall. And uh, Anne-Marie actually pointed out as we were watching the episode that this was supposed to be uh, the last episode of the initial order. And it really feels like in that torture chair, maybe she was initially supposed to die. Like maybe that yeah, was... Yeah, but I don't feel like they'd have killed her by random guy Bob. Well, I mean... No. 
I, I can see that. Like, I, I could see – actually, I could see maybe, like, the penguin coming in and saving her so he could do it himself or something like that. Penguin no, would do that. No, penguin would kill Bob and then he'd kill her. <laughs> he'd kill Bob, well, take his Bo- coat. I think Bob's dead anyway. Well, Bob is dead now. Yeah, based on what Butch did. Yeah. Uh, but No, it wasn't Butch. Oh, no. Not- it was Zaz. Oh, Butch, Butch just beat the p- – out of him. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Zaz <laughs> came in a, a little bit later. Yeah. And and finished the job. I now uh I I, I there were a couple things that stuck out to me about fish in this episode, and it, it was uh kind of some parallels between Penguin and the pilot too. I, now in the torture scene and in the scene where she comes in to confront Penguin in the club and everything, she she's letting her ego push her around uh, uh, against her better judgment. Mm-hmm. You, you know everything's about getting back at the Penguin because uh, he got her, so she has to get him. And she's not playing it smart at all for a big majority of the episode. And uh, then, of course, when Zaz comes in and everything, and uh, Butch makes the selfless sacrifice, I I I think she kind of – she's like, okay, I need to start playing the smart, a little bit more like Penguin. And she realizes that the only way to beat Penguin is to maybe think like him a little bit and take it slow, sit back, watch the players play, Mm -hmm. and wait for your moment. And uh, there were also some really cool parallels to her her story in this episode and Penguin's story in the plot – was that uh, at the by the end of the episode, she's missing, as far as everyone knows, presumed permanently, where he was dead. They're, they assume she's not coming back, I, I'd assume. Um, right. She has no friends to turn to, with the exception of uh, one half of the Bullock Gordon team. She also <laughs> like has one other did. person. Actually, I didn't put this in here. Um, mm-hmm. Her mother. Oh, that is very true. Maybe what has we'll... happened to her mother? Because they're not going to mm-hmm. leave her alone. Maybe that's where Fish goes and stays while she's waiting. Her, but her mother, I feel, is in Gotham. Yeah, and I think like Falcone would probably look there first, too, uh, right? I think too, that's right? what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. she got to get her moms out of there. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Plus, she, ha- she has that whole big thing with moms anyway. So, I mean, it, it must be very important to her. No, no but I, I really liked it. And I think, uh, I think it's really cool that Fish is uh, kind of ta- taking the Penguin's uh, words to heart when mm-hmm. he kind of accused her of, no, no, I had you going the whole time. And, and she realized, okay, to beat this guy, I have I to sit like back, this. wait for my moment. Uh, I- I- any uh, thoughts on Fish Mooney's fall at all? Maybe she'll start working for Moroni. What's that? <laughs> Maybe she'll start working for Moroni. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And the Maroney. enemy of my enemy of my enemy. <laughs> And I was going to say Maroni and Penguin are probably going to be Very, enemy-ish. Yeah, based on that previous yeah. one. It's well, not looking good. We'll get to the preview in a little bit. That's all I said. <laughs> I'm not, like, detailing it and drawing a picture. Mm-hmm. I could draw a picture and put it right here, but I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Um, I wanted her to die. You wanted her to die? I'm done with her. I like her, mm-hmm. but like I, I, I think if nothing else, at this with what they did in this episode, they're really kind of setting her up for one big moment one last big moment you know which oh yeah she's going down in a blaze of glory Mm -hmm. oh yeah she's like gonna stand in the Times square of gotham city and they're (laughs) all gonna come at her from different sides maybe she'll start up uh the red hood gang or something oh see talking about (laughs) jumping ahead uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about bullock here right okay so i think bullock is in on the drug ring oh do you why's that just because he had because he's shady Mm-hmm. He's completely shady he on everything. Shady. But he was like, I'll walk you out. And I'm like, what? You'll walk <laughs> him out? He's a grown man mm-hmm. who works in the narc department. Like, I think he's good. Yeah. So so do you think maybe that's part of the reason why he was like, Jim, back off? Yes. Yeah, that he, he might have been involved. Uh, the, the, I don't think he was necessarily involved mm-hmm. in this specific incident. Yeah. But I think he's involved in a branch of it, well, which I'll, is why he didn't sleep all night. Mm-hmm. 
and well, fish. Very obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that Harvey's into that we're not quite privy to yet, like making out with fish movie, for example. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, you wanted to. Okay, I thought yeah. you had another point there. No. No. Okay. Um, also, this is slightly unrelated, but completely related. The suicide in all caps. I wrote, mm-hmm. "Who the hell is going to believe that a man stabbed himself in the back with an ice pick in the police department?" Well, I don't think many people need to. It just needs to be, you know, the investigators need to believe it by way of no. bribing no. or something. Negative. No, but the thing is, Negative. is. Things like and I, I even wrote this down in my notes and stuff. It, things like that happen in the real world Shh. all the time. No, no, they do. I like, like to think they don't. I, I guarantee you. I, I've read two or three news stories in the past six months where cops did a really bad job of covering up their mistakes, and it was very obvious that they, you know, like some some guy shoots himself in the back. I, I've heard it more like with a gun, like someone uh, committed suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or you know the, they'll uh, they'll end up killing somebody. And uh, they'll be like, oh, it's because he had a weapon. And then he doesn't have a weapon on, on him. He doesn't even have anything that looks like a weapon on him. He has empty pockets, you know. So, I mean, it, it, there's history IRL in real life of uh, cops. IRL. I did. I did just IRL. But, you know, of cops doing this sort of shady shenanigans. I live in a world of rainbows and unicorns over mm-hmm. here. There's some glitter. It rains glitter in my world. Fair so enough. we're going to keep it that way. These types of things <laughs> don't happen. Okay. AKA, don't watch much of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch much of it either, but it ha- yeah, <laughs> yeah, big arguments on Facebook about it. Okay, uh, something else in this episode that I was really pumped to see, and I always kind of glom on to these moments because I, I love them so much, was I, Alfred and Bruce come back from Switzerland or wherever they were. Uh, they, they, they were, were at, at a chalet in Switzerland. For four weeks, which was yeah. the exact amount of time between episodes, I think. Amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, weird coincidence. Weird, weird coincidence. No, but uh, Alfred and Bruce, they're on the hunt for Selena Kyle in this episode. Well, and, Bruce is on the hunt yeah, for Bruce, her. Alfred is just like, I have to drive this kid around. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But, but uh, yeah, so they're, they're on the hunt for her and everything. And Alfred does something at the end that kind of made me made me question him a little bit. I Well, actually, first, I, I, I'll just mention that um, when they were out looking for and they ran into a uh, poison ivy, Ivy Pepper, and, uh, you know, she she offered him or she asked for 20 bucks, which is way low for, you know, street millionaire kid. Bruce Wayne or billionaire right. Bruce Wayne. Like, ask for 40 at least, mm-hmm. street kid. I, no, but uh, it seemed like Alfred was kind of like trying to pull him away from the new friends he had found and trying to isolate him, even, you know, t- taking him to Switzerland was kind of isolating him from all those new friends he had found down uh, or on his adventure with Catgirl. Yeah, like, but that's not a great adventure. Like, mm-hmm. I would discourage anyone I know from being near Ivy Pepper. Mm-hmm. She's creepy. <laughs> what did he say? It looks like she has, I don't know what the disease was. What? But no, that's not the type of friend. Mange. Mange. I don't know what that is, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's obviously not good. Um mm-hmm. I would discourage. I'd be like, yeah, let's go back to the well, private school. It's just like – and it's kind of contrasting. I think oh, – what was it? Harvey Dent, wh- whichever one had uh, Tommy Elliott in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Hush. Uh, but it seems like Alfred was really upset because Bruce wasn't fitting in with all those kids and not falling in with those kids and you know having like a social life within the school and everything. And then the second Bruce finds friends, uh, Alfred's like, no, you shouldn't hang out with them. It's bad. It's bad. It just felt – it. I, I see ex- where you're coming from, but especially like taking 
taken him out of Gotham City for a month, you know, like right after. He had just chased him around. Like there yeah. were assassins chasing him. Yeah, and I mean, they, there are there are logical reasons for it too. But I, I, I'm, I'm building to a, a greater point. Okay, here. build to your greater point. I, but uh, then in the last scene with the snow globe and uh, hey, what's the line? Uh, or would you rather continue crying over the shattered fragments of your young dreams? Yeah, I. You know, it was just kind of kind of a uh, cold, and uh, he, it seemed like he was kind of trying to tamp down all these really raw emotions that Bruce was feeling, which doesn't seem like a great idea for a kid who lost his parents a couple months back, you know? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Bruce becomes Batman. He needs to learn how to clamp down on those emotions and kind of channel them out into something more positive. And we want to see that, and we want to see Alfred do this because it's going to help Bruce become Batman. But at the same time, IRL, in a real-world circumstance, this is a pretty messed up thing to do to a kid who's, like, dealing with the tragedy tragedy of his parents just dying and every and you know assassins chasing him and he's working with the cop against the mayor and all this and, and to ha- kind of uh pen him in and be like you shouldn't be emotional like that bruce you shouldn't let it affect you like that like he was just mad that a girl made him that upset that's what he was upset he wasn't upset that he was showing emotion he was upset well, that uh selena kyle caused that emotion well i think i think it a good bit of it ha- definitely has to do with selena's involvement but i think it was more just about well he didn't want bruce sitting there stewing on bad feelings i, I guess yeah I- I, that, that was the main thing because i i forget he he was like a now do you want to do something or do you want to sit there feeling sorry for yourself i'd have been like i'd yeah. like a pint of ice cream and i need to wallow for another day okay put on a movie yeah, and obviously it's a little bit of tough love, and it comes to a good end because Bruce becomes Batman and saves the world several times, kills Darkseid once, all that, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, in a real world setting, if I, if I, if there was a security camera teddy bear in Wayne Manor, and I saw, and someone played this on like Inside Edition, I'd be like, it's pretty messed up. Rich people are weird. <laughs> Rebecca agrees with you. She thought it was little stuff too. Let the mm-hmm. kid cry. That being said, I wouldn't want them to change it. I thought I think it works for the story. It works for the mythology, but it just seemed a little it weird. It just seemed a little. Yeah, I I can see. I, that. I, I just see I that. just liked how it how every time there's an Alfred Bruce scene, mm-hmm. it kind of makes me re-examine the dynamic between those two in a new way, which is really cool. Considering you know I've been reading these comics for uh, almost thirty years now, and uh, you've been reading them for almost thirty years. Yeah, I started reading Batman comics when I was like four or five years old. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah, and I'm almost <laughs> 35 years old. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's really cool. I, I, I really enjoy it that uh, this series is making me look at these characters in new ways and kind of examine their relationship, especially the early part of it, in different ways, too. Nice. Um, okay, so Miss Kringle. I think she's coming around to Mr. Nigma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in a big way. Uh, I, but no, no, not in a big way. She's mm-hmm. inching there. She doesn't feel the need to scream and run in the other direction. <laughs> I begged for Anne-Marie Cameron. Now it creeps me out a little. <laughs> um, so... Like, you know, the whole, okay, she took the... The, the greeting card and the history behind the greeting card. And mm-hmm. She looked really upset even before he came in that the card was being read. Oh, yeah. yeah um, sure. Also, they had gone through her desk to get it. So there's <laughs> that problem. But um, and that she felt compelled enough to apologize. I liked that mm-hmm. she did that. Not quite ready for him to ask her out. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there and I'm going to run away. And I love he's like, there's still hope. See, my kind of re- my read on her is that she's just as awkward as Ed is. So she doesn't know quite how to react to this kind of attention. Like, that's my read on her is that she she likes Ed and she sees why they're a good fit. But she's so awkward that she can't be like, 
she can't take the the initiative either, and she doesn't want him to because it's too embarrassing in the moment. She'd prefer to just get little love notes and cards and things for a little while first. I don't know. She doesn't build up look to it. too awkward to me. She looks like hipster nerd. Well, it, very true. Very true. There is <laughs> she, that per- perception. she looks like cool nerd, not but, uh, nerd I, nerd. I'm I'm actually kind of going off that same nerd thing specifically, like the bun and the or the ponytail uh-huh. and the glasses and stuff like that to uh, to be shorthand to the audience that yeah, she's pretty nerdy and a little awkward. Awkward too, because mm-hmm. I mean that's you know it's the she's all that you take off the glasses. Oh, it's whatever her name was, uh, Jennifer Lee Cook, maybe Lee. I can't remember. Lee. My my she's all that trivia is way down low on the uh, priority list. Probably yeah. So yeah, but uh, no good developments, good mm-hmm. developments, mm-hmm. and I, I was actually hoping for a bigger move by Ed this episode because. There were there was some talk that there was going to be a bigger move, and I mean this was a big. He had move. multiple scenes. He I, had like three or four scenes, though. That was cool. Oh yeah, definitely. And he he obviously got it off his chest how he was feeling about Kristen mm-hmm. to her and everything. So that's a big move. But mm-hmm. I, I want to see him blow something up. Or le- he le- will. He le- surgically le- removed onions from his takeout. <laughs> I think we're on the road. I loved how he was using this. I know because at first you're like, what is that? And he's like, I'm surgically removing the onions. I'm like, oh, <laughs> enigma. Nice. Okay. Well, we're gonna. To take a little break here. I mean, we're still talking about the episode, though, because it's time for look, look at, at that Joker. Joker. Look at the Joker oh, all over town. Joker. He's gonna look. Hey, look, look at like this a clown. Joker. Look at the Joker every day. Look at the Joker in a Joker cha- Your song changes all the time. I know. I change it every week. <laughs> look at this Joker. This is where we look at this Joker and look at uh, the hints, uh, kind of Easter eggs, and possible candidates uh, for the Joker on Gotham. Now we've been keeping track since the pilot. You'll remember that. Uh, awkward comedian and there was the uh, smile graffiti and we keep going and some of them are good and some, some of them, them are really bad and it, wasn't there's that the one guy, that we chose a sandwich or something yeah, and there, there's the guy we think uh, killed Thomas and Martha Wayne which we'll talk about in a minute here and here we go a nut- welcome back Jim Gordon now a welcome back Jim Gordon the guy who struck me the most as a potential joker in this week's episode was Derek Delaware who was the cop who ultimately gave us uh, gave up Flass in the third act and he, uh, he the reason is is he has that uh, big focus on leave my wife and kid out of it. They're the most important thing to me. I, I'm doing awful things for them. And it really put me in mind of the comedian that uh, supposedly is the original Joker in uh, in The Killing Joke by Alan Moore, which is one of the most famous Joker stories. It's the one where Batgirl gets paralyzed, all that kind of stuff. And it's also the one uh, which I believe uh, Wu mentioned in a voicemail mm-hmm. last week, the one bad day thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it all it takes is one bad day that separates Joker and Batman. But so his attention to his family kind of reminded me of that. And uh, considering uh, that Flass is protected, uh, maybe some cops will throw a red hood on Delaware for playback, maybe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in in The Killing Joke, what happens after the comedian scenes is... He becomes the he puts on a red hood. He goes to rob some place. Batman stops and knocks him in a vat of chemicals, and he's the Joker. Uh, but so I'm thinking like maybe maybe the cops get uh, this Derek Delaware in a red suit to pl- do a heist as payback, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe even like the the mob people do it too. Like, but it, I I think I in, is in, the mob involved? No, I guess not. I guess it not. doesn't feel like the mob's involved. But I'm mm-hmm. just just saying. But I, I definitely think uh, that move – and it would also put Jim Gordon squarely in the uh, I helped make the Joker uh, column like Batman is in a lot of the original versions of the Joker origin, which I think could placate fans who are like, how can you have the Joker without Batman? You can't put Batman in this show because it, it, Batman and the Joker have to exist at the same time and everything. 
But uh, we'll we'll see how all that goes. But uh, yeah, if and if you guys want to go to legendsofgotham.com, click on look at this Joker up at the top, and this is open comments, so you can come in and leave comments if you have any Joker uh, suspects, any Easter eggs, any ideas about who the Joker might end up being. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put it on this page, and we'll and we'll read it. Yes, please. Look at this Joker. Joker. Okay, and I also wanted to mention here real quick, uh, Arnold Flass who uh, was uh, the the main bad cop who gets arrested at the end the of the baddie, episode and everything. if you will. Uh, he's actually a pretty famous figure in in the world of Batman. Uh, he, he was originally created for Batman Year One, and he was in – we watched the movie over the summer, the Batman Year One movie. You remember Jim's original partner who was corrupt, who he eventually, like, made crash into? Sure. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that was John Flass. Uh, so I thought it was very appropriate for it to be the first big cop bust that Jim had to be the same guy who was his partner in Batman Year One. They're good at this. They're the really day. good with this type of stuff. Also, uh, a little trivia. Uh, I like trivia. Ben McKenzie voiced Batman in the Batman <gasps> Year One animated right. movie. So uh, yeah, lots of lots I remember of that fun trivia. Stuff. So if you thought you recognize, and he also. Uh, He's appeared in the comic comics since then, and he was also a minor character in uh, Batman Begins, I believe, hmm. one of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. But if you want to check out more about him, we'll link the wiki in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. Okay, uh, let's see here. Next, uh, Rebecca Johnson, uh, a listener who will have a, a voicemail from a little bit later. She's in the chat if you're there. She, she is. Uh, she, she put a challenge to me, a Bat Fact Challenge. Now, first, I'm going to play you her video. Let me get it pulled up here. Bat Facts. And she got... 16 in 15 seconds. I have no idea how I'm going to do on this because I have. So are you going to repeat any? Like, are you allowed to repeat? Uh, I didn't listen just then, so I'm going to say <laughs> if I happen to repeat one, it's cool. Okay, so I, hold on. So I have to count and time you. Yeah, here's a here's a, my phone okay, for stopwatch. Okay, I'm so I don't scared right now. Stopwatch. I want a timer. No. Well, you can use a stopwatch and just wait until it counts down to 15. Yeah, I I get that, but I have to be yeah. counting too. Okay. No, I'll I'll count the facts. I can count the facts. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Set. Mm-hmm. Go. Batman used a gun in his first appearance. Uh, Jason Todd was the second Rob, and Alfred Pennyworth origi- became the outsider one time. Uh, Batmite and Mixius Pitalik uh, starred in a comic book series called World's Funnest. Uh, 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 the giant penny is from the Penny Plunderer. Um, oh, stop. Uh, I got five. <laughs> I should have practiced that better. <laughs> Rebecca, you vested me. Congratulations. <gasps> Rebecca blew you away. You know, maybe maybe I'll practice and maybe I'll put a, out a video a little later this week with, with me giving it an honest try, a practice try. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, and that's where the delay is showing because she just said, you can do it, Bill. <laughs> no, I can't, Rebecca. No, <laughs> nope, I can't. No. <nope. laughs> okay, but I, yeah, I actually maybe look for it a little later this week. I'll try and do my own Batpacks challenge that's actually good, like Rebecca's was, right? Yeah, Rebecca's was awesome. It, it was completely awesome, and I am completely not and we wanted to uh, uh show here uh, some fan art that we got pointed to from at mad uh g-u-i-d-a-666 on twitter and uh, we'll have a link to her facebook page on the show notes uh at legendsofgotham.com too but some really good gotham fan art uh, if you're watching oh, the video beautiful. yeah it's it's sort of like an illustrated style almost like a like amelia bedelia or some sort of children's book mm-hmm. or miss pickle wiggle i and I, I really really like the style it's uh very sketchy here's a penguin and uh gordon and yeah, creepy mom yeah and she i think she's zaz and one of his riot <laughs> girls <assassin. laughs> 
assassin bees. Uh, then a penguin and fish, but so much good fan art here. I really enjoy these. Like, wow, these are awesome. Yeah, especially Mrs. Cobblepot. Uh, Cobblepot. She, she's really good. <laughs> oh, that one's really good, too. It's kind of like angular and kind of French. Uh, Frenchy. Yeah, but very, very good stuff. And uh, you can check all that out at her uh, Facebook page at it's facebook.com slash Anna, Anna with a one N, G-O-D-I-N. It, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. All right, but I guess we should uh, go ahead and get Let's back to moving. talking. Yeah, about uh, welcome uh, back, Jim Gordon. A penguin has a buddy. He has a pal. He has a friend and a club, and it's awesome. Yay! And that's all I have to say about that. No, bump. no, but uh, he uh, he he's he's sort of enamored of Mr. Jim Gordon in this episode for sure. I and Jim was very much creeped out by him. Oh uh, yeah. For, for sure. I, now, uh, I one of the big questions from that whole interaction where Jim goes to the club, uh, Fish Moonies, I guess, is the official name of the club. Apparently. Uh, but uh, he goes to the club and asks for the information and then gets the information and finds out that guy got hurt. Do you think Jim's going to strike back at the penguin oh, for this? Yeah. Or do you think he's just going to kind of let it simmer? He's not letting it simmer. He hasn't let anything simmer. This is true. This no, is true. No, he's coming back and he's coming back in a big way. But I mean, this could come back on him and I mean... Ultimately, he's trying to do good. Like he's he he's he's sort of like the neutral good of Gotham City. I know, but I uh, mm-hmm. the way that that man was begging, mm-hmm. he didn't like that. Yeah, he's gonna have to do something, even if it's just you know slamming Penguin into the wall and going, "I told you, no one gets hurt." I'm not hurt. your friend. I'm not your buddy. I'm not. We're your not pal. going out for coffee anymore. But we are. <laughs> when can I pick you up? No, but I really, I really like that scene between Gordon and Penguin, though, because it very much reminded me of, and, and you're not quite aware of this, but fans of the Batman comics will be. That's basically how it goes down. Anytime Batman goes and talks to Penguin, he goes there for information or for the Penguin to do something. A little sketch. <laughs> You know, that Batman can't really get involved in, but he needs Penguin's help for one reason or the other. And it always goes down like that, where the Penguin's very friendly to him and like, hey, we're going to have a chair, Batman, all that kind of stuff. Do you have something? So the relate so so even with how evil and horrible the penguin is he still also always has like a relationship with the bat he he's useful to batman because well, he, everybody's useful like the pen, the penguin his his main motivation is glorifying the penguin and lifting the penguin up and being powerful as the penguin and he does that uh, mainly uh, by the time uh, after no man's land and everything happens in the comics he basically becomes sort of a he handles trade uh like imports exports out of gotham illegal like black market trade right. out of gotham and he he uh handles information he's an information uh portal yeah more or less so batman yeah if if penguin does something really bad batman will come and you know take him to arkham or whatever but for the most part penguin is just harmless enough and just useful enough for batman to kind of look the other way a lot of the time although a lot of times what will happen is batman will come and ask for information from the penguin Bust one of Penguin's buddies, get Penguin in trouble, and then have to save Penguin uh. <laughs> because uh, Penguin, Penguin uh, upsets some people or something. Yeah, yeah. But I also, uh, you know, the drunk mon- montage, <gasps> drunk in the club. <laughs> It was amazing. I love the one where he was like laying and he was like talking <laughs> to the camera. I, I enjoyed him like spitting at the fish and like, you know, just interacting the with anger. the fish on the wall. Yeah. The anger. Oh. <laughs> and, they, and then his big ego moment up there uh, pretending like it was the opening night of the club. Opening night. And Welcome it, to. <laughs> to the. The. Iceberg Lounge. But he doesn't get Welcome to say to it because the- fish comes in. <laughs> Yeah. You need to project, project more. 
And that's when we also find out that the name of the club is officially Fish, Fish Moonies. Moonies. Oh, I just realized we can't see that uh, mm. that Rumpel has a Batman hat mm. on. Let me try and fix that. You can see that a little bit. He has better. a bat hat on. Yeah, bat hat. Bat hat. Actually, from Rebecca Johnson, come mm-hmm. to think of it. This is like the Rebecca Johnson <laughs> show tonight. I like it. No, but once, once Fish got in there, I, at first I was – Penguin was like being all like fetid and like, eh, no, let's work together, Fish. Let's do it. Come on. Hey, hey, we can work. And I was I'd like, have been scared of her. She came in there with a metal bat and butch. Well, at first I thought I thought it was authentic. Like this is the Penguin like undoing months of characterization and everything. Then as soon as Fish – he realizes Fish isn't going for it, the real Penguin comes out and he, he kind of berates her. And I, lo- I love that speech where he was like, no, I got one over on you for so long. You knew nothing about it. Because, like, I mean, we, we've all had those moments where there, there was something that you had planned or something you had done that you just like – you wanted to hold – you held in because you knew you had to. But you wanted to get it out so bad and then you finally get that moment to get it out. And it's like, ah, you know, my impression Bill is an evil villain now. Now? I always have well, been. Well, you're letting it out. But uh, yeah, it, I, I thought that was great. And I, I really just loved everything about Penguin in the club. And I can't wait for that to be his base of operations. Yeah, that'll be – it's better than the restaurant. Definitely. But then – well, maybe. That is a nice restaurant though. I believe it's one of the oldest in uh, New York City. I, 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 I mentioned that, that a few times. Huh? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, so has Jim ever been introduced to Gideon? Gideon. You don't know who Gideon is. Which one is Gideon? Refresh me. Uh, Penguin's dude. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that dude. I don't know if they have or not. And when did he become the dude? Well, I, I don't even remember him being in the show before. Oh, yeah. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's been there. Was he part of Maroney's crew or yeah. Falcone's? Maroney's. Oh. So that's... here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they had that car ride together where, yeah, okay, now I remember him very well. Because they even had that conversation where you realized that that guy was in on it and everything. <gasps> where you realized uh, Gideon was, was in on it with Penguin as far as like going behind Maroney's uh, back. Okay, and okay. The whole like, huh? he, he, he was aware of the whole Falcone situation. Well, you kind of have. Somebody yeah. has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed weird because, you know, he walks in, drops off the bag of stuff and basically walks out. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Do, I'm like, do you two know each other? Because you didn't get a name, a number. Mm-hmm. And with the fact that um, Jim goes on to make this big speech about like respecting the badge. Where's the badge? I want the badge. <laughs> um, and all that. I feel like a good cop. So respect the badge. <laughs> um, would have at least gotten the guy's name and contact information. Well, you know, keep in mind that he was uh, – this was very much off – not on the level, this whole thing that was I'm going on. I'm just saying. Like I, I would assume he would just – he knew that Penguin was going to be sending somebody right. at some point and that just happened to be the guy more or Right. Less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did like Gideon though. I, I, yeah, I did. I like him. I don't like him as much as Butch but I'm, – I'm sure Mrs. Cobblepot uh, made it home safely oh, that oh, night oh. for sure. Oh, Mrs. K. <laughs> Okay, uh, another big question in the, in this week's episode, and I, I, I think the answer is kind of obvious, but I, I figured I'd open it up. Some people might disagree. Okay, when Kat comes to uh, talk to Bruce at the mansion, mm-hmm. and he gives her the snow globe, mm-hmm. and ask her to stay there, mm-hmm. she says she's, she was lying about seeing the murder. And she's lying now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, do you think Kat was lying to Bruce? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. About that? Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because mm-hmm. she looked she looked the girliest she may have ever looked when he gave her that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she was so happy and so excited. And then he said, please move in. And she went, no, kid. <laughs> no, maybe in 10 years. Uh, but no, I think he just freaked her out uh, by trying to get too close too soon. 
and she's very much independent and doesn't mm-hmm. like having people too close because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd assume because the people that she's been close to fell away from her and right. so she doesn't want to have that happen again. And True that. One thing I did think think about though is that if she is telling the truth and she actually didn't see the guy who killed mm-hmm. uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, then uh, our prediction for who uh, killed killed the Waynes. It's all. Yeah, it's it's completely wrong because we base that uh, mainly on shiny uh, shoes. Uh, yeah, the shiny shoes scene and the police sketch. Which, if she's lying, then the police sketch is yeah. bogus. But I, I kind of wondered since the shiny shoes guy was in the precinct back in what was it episode two, Selena Kyle. Um, maybe maybe uh, she saw him when she came there to look for Jim Gordon, and that's who she described to the police sketch artist. Oh. So if if we are wrong and she did make it all up and she she was telling the truth about lying, uh, then maybe maybe she saw him in the precinct and that's where the sketch came from and that's why it looks so much like that guy. Maybe just a theory. I hope not. But I hope we were right. I hope we were right because we called that like way early. Way early. Yeah, calling a shot like Babe Ruth. Yes, I made a sports reference. Go with it. It's scary. Okay, Bullock and Fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all kind of knew, right? Yeah. Uh, will it be Fullock or Bish? <laughs> bish. Fullock and Bish. Fullock and Bish. 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 Definitely it's Bish. Totally Bish. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I'm putting in the Bish. Fair enough. Um, but uh, don't come back. Find Butch and help him. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It, it, it was weird in the sense it seemed to come out of left field, but at the same time, it, it didn't. didn't. Like, if you go back and, like, I, I went back and thought about, like, the various scenes with Bullock and Fish, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense that maybe they, yeah. you know, hooked up once or twice or something like that. Although, it, it really, the reason it uh, kind of uh, struck me as so odd is just because I was picturing her based on uh the mid-season finale mm-hmm. i was thinking she and alfred were going to be involved especially since jada had tweeted out that no because remember they had that flirty do. flirty moment i do and uh i just but, didn't think I, he was trying to find bruce mm-hmm. well, well i mean he was flirting with her though yeah. and uh then um what was i even saying oh no but uh jada tweeted out around the actually within like the next two or three weeks uh as far as what episode they were shooting she tweeted out that she was shooting stuff at wayne manor so so i was thinking you know that they were probably gonna be shipped oh which would be a a penny fennyworth 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 Fennyworth. but yeah so that if anything that's why the the whole uh Mm. harvey situation kind of took me by surprise i'd say interesting Mm -hmm. maybe she'll play alfred she could because she's going somewhere she had she's standing on a dock Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night like we don't know where she's going (laughs) yeah into hiding that's for sure me <laughs> so yeah okay anything else on bullock nah, and fish okay nah, nothing else on bish okay so uh butch ha- had a couple uh big hero moments in this episode and selfless hero moments like actually probably the most altruistically heroic we've seen anyone act as far as you know saving somebody directly at all cost even their own personal safety i now it, a couple weeks back when he killed uh the mob guy for fish i know we had both uh, been questioning whether it was because he was playing an angle and maybe trying to get a piece for himself in the whole Falcone em- Empire, mm-hmm. kind of play- playing a game on Fish, or I- if it was just he was so devoted to her that and he he was so devoted to this old friend of his that he was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, after this week, I'm pretty yeah, it it's pretty that. safe to say that he was just like he didn't want to kill his old friend, but he didn't want to disappoint Fish. So and it, Fish ended up winning out <laughs> over that old friendship, yeah, which was cool. And I also uh. 
thought that just seeing how far he was willing to go for fish uh, definitely lends credence to the uh, theory, uh, also based on that police sketch, that maybe he was the Wayne murderer. Because that sketch also looks a little like him, too. It looks a little more like the other guy. Yeah. But it looks like Butch, too. So it could totally be him. Yeah, they're all meatheads. But I definitely think, you know, he, he, he would definitely kill uh, two of the most powerful people in the city for fish if she asked him. Yeah. No question. Yep. No question. Okay. Um, so the way that Butch looks at fish, though, is so almost creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, he just looks at her like he's looked after her his whole life. Yeah. Like, this is his childhood hero. Mm-hmm. And he can't believe that he's actually working for her. Yeah. And that, that's something I never really got a read on from him, like, especially the first couple episodes. Like, I, did I thought a he was bit, just. But- Really, I just thought he was like random henchman number three or something for the first couple episodes. Uh, well, that's because that's all they gave him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once he became more and more prominent, it was just like he just seemed to like it, his adoration for her seems to grow. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And it just I want their origin story. Like, did he start off as like a penguin mm-hmm. or what? Because I mean, he killed his childhood friend. He's sacrificing his life to save her mm-hmm. he found her another shiny leather outfit to wear <laughs> so um it's like what did he do f- or what did she do for him or what does she have on him yeah yeah I, I does also, she have on him the wayne murders that could be true yeah because they well i mean although if she had something big like that on him wouldn't he be okay with her dying maybe like yeah but i'm just like, i don't mm-hmm. know i'm just trying to figure out why he seems to worship her you know, I, I still feel like we need to see why Fish is in so tight with Falcone. Like, we still need, like, an official, like, Fish backstory, mm-hmm. origin story. Because yes. there's still some big question marks in her past. And they've alluded to it. A- and alluded that she was lying about it. Mm. You know, that whole, like, in the room with her mom when she was taking on John's or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, you know, so they've alluded to it and they and she's lied about it and everything. But I, I, I think it's going to come into play, definitely, mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. Hopefully. 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 Okay. Oh, here we go. Arbitrary scale. Of? Out of 333 shattered fish, how many shattered fish would you give this episode, Anne-Marie? I'm shattering the fish. Uh... <laughs> no. It's my fish sound. No, that's not your... No. Here, here, here you better hurry. Oh, Stupid human trick. <laughs> 300, 300 shattered fish. Why? It was good. There's room for improvement and you would creep me out. So I had to pick a number. <laughs> How about you? Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I'd, give it, I'd give it 290 shattered fish. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like, I, I thought it was a really good episode. It was really strong. It wasn't my favorite episode of the series, but it, it was good. And I, if it had been the series finale and they had, you know, nipped and tucked a few things, killed off fish, uh-huh. you know, uh, made Penguin say the Iceberg Lounge, maybe. Yeah. Uh, then I would have felt satisfied. Or with had the way him, it went like, down. even stutter into the eye. Like, mm. like, honestly, even if this has been the series finale, I and they had made those... You mean season finale? No, series. Oh, series? A, like, if they hadn't got renewed or oh. picked up, or if, if, if it had just done horribly in the ratings or something, mm-hmm. and this was the series finale, I could I, I could still be okay with that, really, because that gives you enough, right? Cause then the it pen- actually really does. Yeah, it wraps up the Penguin storyline. And you can see how and- it... Actually, now that you say that, it could I totally, totally see how it was a se- season finale. Yeah, and it, it could totally be a series finale if they needed it to be, too. Uh-huh. Which they don't, thankfully. But then they didn't kill off fish. Yay! So it's good. 
I, any word from the chat room as far as arbitrary scales? Uh, no, but Bobby Hawk says his computer sucks, so I'm assuming he's been having trouble keeping up with us All tonight. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, Bobby. Sorry, Bobby. Okay, uh, we're going to get to the news and some uh, feedback here, but first off, we wanted to tell you about a new little project we have going on. Anne-Marie, why don't you tell them about Universe Box? Hi, folks. You may have heard of Universe Box. It's about stories set to a theme. It's our <laughs> new podcast. It's like a fan, co- fan cast, but we're geeking out about life. Every week has a new topic. Last week, we started with home. This week, we're doing retro tech, and then we have cookies, and then we have fear, and he's twitching because I'm changing his words. No. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun and even dissect some old movies and TV, so it's familiar to what you're used to. Why? Oh. Uh-oh. Find it on iTunes or go to universebox.com to subscribe. Yes, uh, universebox.com is where you can go to subscribe to uh, Universebox. And this week is retro tech with my friend Father Robert Balliser. Also, you might have seen uh, the Universebox special come over your uh, podcast feed for uh, Legends of Gotham. Yeah, there's the Universebox, by the way. Oh, there we go. Hold on one sec. It'll pop up. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait oh, for it. I guess nope. it's not. Nope. Oh, there, there it is. is. <laughs> but, this is uh, the yeah. box. Yeah, that's the universe box. And, uh, Do you want to see what's in the box? There's nope. more boxes. Help them. Sorry. sorry. Though they've all seen But I re- record that every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Sure, at sure. youtube.universebox.com. Nope. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. So <laughs> check it out, thing. definitely. And uh, now, on to the news. News. Uh, first up, ratings. Uh, Gotham scored a 2.1, which is down a tenth from last week's 2.2 adults 18 to 49 rating. rating. So down a little bit, but eh, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, next up, we're going to talk it. Well, we can't show you the trailer nope. for next week's episode. We Maybe we can show you a little Turn bit. Turn off computer sounds. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's what I was supposed to do, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we can maybe show you a little bit of it. But uh, next week's episode, uh, 114, The Fearsome Dr. Crane, Part 1. I guess it's a two-parter. Oh. But we'll describe to you what's going on in the in the trailer. So, okay. Fish. Okay, Fish wakes up in a trailer. It a looks a lot cabin. like the trailer that Penguin was From in. From the first episode. And Maroney, Maroney and Penguin facing off with a gun. Two men are uh, after somebody. There's a puppy. Gorkins. Yeah. Gorkins back. Gorkins. Dr. Crane, a new threat. Are they in, in a, a pool? pool? They are in a pool. And yeah, this is uh, supposedly going to be the Scarecrow's father. Hello, Essen. Essen. Saying Which just I, leave it alone, Jim. Leave I, it alone. Actually, I don't think I ever mentioned that. Uh, but Essen was a little weird this episode. Mm-hmm. Because she kind of went through the same character arc that she did back in the Black Mask episode where she was like, doubt Jim, doubt Jim, protect yourself, protect yourself. Oh, no, it's cool. Yeah. I'm with you, Jim. Well, he had evidence. Mm-hmm. She told him he needed evidence. He Very didn't even true. go to her because he had evidence literally sitting on his desk. He's like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm just going to do this. So I know Bobby gives it 305 fish. And as always, Rebecca screams Gorkins. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And we have a couple casting, uh, new, some casting news here. Uh, so if you're, you're wary of spoilers, just skip ahead a couple minutes and you'll miss it all. Uh, but first off, well, we have two villains who have been cast. First off is the doll maker, which uh, you guys will probably remember was mentioned in uh, episode two, Selena Kyle. They, that was the person who was wanting all the kids for whatever. Or who knows And what. uh, Deadline reports that actor Calm Fior will bring the doll maker to life on Fox's Gotham. The character was mentioned by name in an early episode and uh, I guess this guy actually uh, played a, a villain on Flasher Arrow 2 and the <laughs> Dollmaker has appeared on Arrow. Like There the, is the, a lot of crossover here, The people. character, the do- Well, the thing is, is like I'm sure there's like a list of like 60 supervillains that the TV properties can use or whatever that they're not going to planning on using for the movies and I'm sure Dollmaker is oh, probably on it, you know. Yeah, so they're allowed to use it for the Yeah, shows. and I, I think we had one other like that where they were, 
they, there was a villain in this one that there was a version of an arrow or flash yeah. maybe I, or you get a character not a character an actor, actor. who plays something on one of them and like plays zaz, zaz mm. and then he plays a completely different character on who, who by the way i thought zaz was back in proper form versus dollmaker was arrow episode. confirmed yes excellent okay and we also have a straight from the mouth of bruno heller the showrunner hey, hey. Uh, or executive producer or whatever, whatever of gotham he does things that uh we're we're getting a certain red hooded fellow mm. uh before the season's out uh now uh comic book resources which is a great site uh ask ask him uh can you say if it will remain a costume free season and he says that's a good question especially now that we have a pickup i always take a long-term view of the show i'm looking at several years so we're in no hurry to do that uh there's going to be an episode that involves the red hood which picks up that strand that costume strand and sort of gives it a philosophical base Mm. if that's not too pretentious a word why costumes uh what's the power of costumes what's the power of a mask all that groundwork will be laid out uh laid sort of culturally for that side of the dc universe before we start rolling into more spectacular spandex spandex type of deal uh type of deal bruno heller Um, no but it sounds interesting and you know what uh the way he describes it there what it puts me to mind of is the balloon man guy because he was very he very much stated a philosophical he had that he had a philosophical point to make and i know we had suspected him in the episode the balloon man Mm -hmm. i think he was a potential joker that episode yes so it would make total sense for him to become the Red Hood totally. and kind of finish up that thematic statement he made. He first made in the Balloon Man. Does the Joker have a connection to the Red Hood? Has been asked. Oh yeah, the Joker definitely has a connection to the Red Hood. As I mentioned uh, in Look at This Joker in in the Killing Joke, a comedian uh, beca- puts on a Red Hood, becomes the Red Hood. Batman uh, knocks him down into a vat of acid, and that comedian becomes the Joker. Uh, there's also another Red Hood character in the comics who was the second Robin, Jason Todd, who was killed by the Joker, mm-hmm. and then took on the mask of the red hood to kind of like get back at the joker and be like taunt him more with it, that identity uh but i don't think uh, they're gonna bring that, that in at all because yeah you would have to bring in jason todd and why bring in robin when batman's younger than robin is oh yeah you know so so it'll probably be the the traditional joker version of the red hood but pretty cool pretty cool and a couple more things here there was a lot of stuff this week guys there, Lots there was of stuff i i saw this over on the the r gotham <gasps> subreddit uh and i thought you guys might get a kick out of it i guess adorable uh this guy uh he took his stepson out while they were shooting gotham out in front of his apartment in (laughs) new york city and dressed him up as batman and took pictures of him in front of all the gotham police vehicles and in front of the precinct yeah and it just looks amazing they're very dramatic shots oh yeah and the link i mean the kid's like three Mm-hmm. And the, it's so cool. The link will be in the show notes over at legendsofgotham.com too. Definitely check it out. It's the Image UR album. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. And the last thing we wanted to point out here, and this is just something, you know. It's fun. For, for the week off uh, between episodes. Is there a the, week off? No, I mean like between oh, a week oh, from now. Oh, the six days. From Got now, you. six days, and then a new episode of Gotham. Don't Got worry. You. Don't worry. No skip week. Don't confuse me. I don't think. Um, but there's a bunch of uh, Gotham role players on Tumblr. Oh, oh, the tumbles. See, this is why <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it. Yeah, I, I thought you guys might like to look at this. Uh, but these are people who are running their tumblers as if they're the characters from the mm. show. And a lot of times they even interact with people. They have people being Alfred Pennyworth, uh, Mayor Aubrey James, Barbara Keen, uh, even even uh, people like uh, Harvey Dent and Harvey Bullock, Ivy Pepper. Basically all of the uh, characters from the show, you can go and see sort of a alternate version uh, Sorry, kind of a uh, presentation uh, from some some Tumblrites. Well, sucks if you were doing one for Liza. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because that, that's pretty you much. You can just shut that puppy down. That's and a closed loop. <laughs> More or less. It was, okay. Completely unrelated. Well, not unrelated. Mm-hmm. The creepiness of Mrs. Cobblepot with Cobblepot. the uh, the scarf mm-hmm. and Penguin's reaction to it. Oh yeah, he was just like he was like okay, okay mom, fighters, creepers. <laughs> Yeah. She's dead. Huh? And she was just fantastic dancing around and everything. Too. She's so creepy. I loved it. Okay, now we'll uh, move on to some listener feedback real quick. As always, when you get done watching Gotham, no matter how scared you are by the father of the scarecrow, run to your computer, email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com, take some fear gas, tweet us at Legends of Gotham, uh, jump off a building, no! Facebook us, facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham, and die of fright. Voicemail numbers 424-274-2352. Again, that number is 424-274-2352. You can email us MP3s too, and the first one to do that was Bobby. Well, Hey, Bill and Amory. I thought last night's episode was pretty good, but I do have some nitpicks. Um... Everyone keeps telling Jim Gordon to let it go, let it go. I keep hearing let it go so much that (laughs) I don't know whether I'm watching Gotham or Frozen. Now, it's no surprise, of course, that Fish made it out. But once again, they captured Butch and did not kill him. Although, from the look on Zaz's face at the end of that scene, I damn sure wouldn't want to be in Butch's shoes right about now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm assuming Butch is still alive. Butch is alive because they want to play with him. Yeah. Well, it was great to see Bruce and Alfred back. I feel like their scenes really didn't contribute much to the episode or to their storyline in general. By the way, sorry, video listeners, you weren't getting the first part of Bobby's voicemail. For that matter. I hated that stupid (laughs) Robin Lord Taylor car commercial in the middle of the episode. And Jim Gordon's to be this great detective that goes on to become Commissioner Gordon, who works hand in hand with Batman, but it just seems that like he doesn't do much de- detecting. Everything kind of just falls into his lap or thrown onto his desk in a paper sack, for that matter. <laughs> and while there wasn't all that much overacting, which has been one of my biggest complaints about this series as a whole. The ending was was a bit too much. few other quick observations are, I couldn't figure out what his name was, but the Penguin's goon is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters of the show. <laughs> and a suspect for your, who is this Joker, uh, when Kringle called Detective Flass, uh, or I mean, to- told uh, Nigma that Detective Flass had a strange sense of humor. I'm going to give this episode 39 of 47 Shattered Fragments of Young Dreams. Excellent. Nice. And Bobby, you should totally put that in a comment at legendsofgotham.com slash look at this joker. Yes. Look at this joker. Okay, next up is uh, Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's it's up? It's Rebecca Johnson here calling Sounds about low. the episode titled Welcome Back, Jim Gordon. Since this one was mostly about Jim Gordon, I just wanted to say that I enjoyed him saying, screw the commissioner, given his future <laughs> in the Batman universe. But more than anything in this episode, I loved that they've been raising the stakes. R.I.P. Liza, and furthering the war between crime families, especially the feud between Penguin and Fish. So I got a question. When Oswald was up on stage and saying, I bid you welcome to the official grand opening of my newest night stop, the he gets interrupted. What do you think he was going to call it? My Iceberg Lounge. That's probably what you're about to say, but I'm going to let you finish. Guess is the Iceberg Lounge. Looking forward to First of all, I love the fact that the guy that played... Hold on. Who came in too quick there? I'm, I'm going to let you finish. A, you're going to bust a Kanye on her. I'm going to let you finish, but Iceberg Lounge is the tightest <laughs> club around. 
Take it away, Will. First of all, I love the fact that the guy that played Bob in this episode also played the doll maker on Arrow. I loved everything in this episode mm. from Fish and oh. Penguin to Penguin's mother acting. See, lots of crossover. See, this is the this is why we should watch the other stuff, but I don't know when. I like to sleep. Yeah. Like the drunken queen of the winter ball. And I love Ben McKenzie's <laughs> facial expressions when we see him in the alley with the guy that one of Falcone's thugs pushed on to get Flask convicted and put put in the precinct. And I love how Ben McKenzie played it. Like, you can always tell what he's thinking by his eyes. And I love his facial expression when he's like, what have I turned into if this poor guy, yes, he's a thug, but he's begging for the life of his significant other and his children. And if I'm willing to go these lengths to get what I want, how does that make me any less a bad guy than the people I'm trying to put away? In a weird way, Selena kind of pushes Bruce to becoming more cut off to people and more, like, isolated and more wanting to become what eventually Batman will become. And I also find it ironic because later in their lives, she's also the person that kind of brings back his humanity. It's kind of a weird kind of circular way of bringing back human emotions in, in a person. I give this episode five ice picks out of five. Sorry, <laughs> Anne-Marie. I know, know that's going to make you cringe. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Did the ice picks make you cringe? Oh, they're a little creepy. A little yeah, bit. a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, and we're going to wrap up uh, with a few tweets we got uh, tweet, tweet, tweet. last night, right after the episode finished airing. First off, uh, Doug Green at JustDoug77 said, uh, Carol Kane is delightful, delightfully creepy as Mama Kappaput. She's so creepy, dude. Kappaput. So creepy, Doug. Uh, you want to read that one from the Lady. next one? Yeah. Lady J um, had, are you hashtag essential fans of Captain Sarah Essen? And- I thought essentials yeah, or essential essentials. was a really good name That's for perfect. people who like Essen. I, sure. I will hashtag myself there. I like yeah. her. Good, good, good idea, Lady J. Good and, job. Good job. Uh, lastly, and I believe he he tweeted us right before the show too. But uh, Pastor of ba- at Pastor of Batman Sark uh, tweeted tweeted out uh, after listening to last week's episode. Highly recommended. Legends of Gotham achieves what a good podcast should. It inspires the savvy hero to appreciate Gotham. Hashtag five star rating. Uh, which, by the way, you can go to iTunes and review us. Yes, That's please. Nice. You can copy and paste that over to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Just make sure Definitely. you hit the five stars. And yeah, he. He, he did also tweet us with a rough idea of what he thought about this ep- week's episode, which, if you know, at Pastor Fatman, he loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, uh, after you finish watching uh, The Mysterious Dr. Crane or whatever it's called, <laughs> I forget, uh, run to your computer uh, while I'm fear gas at Legends of, or Legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Tweet us uh, while jumping off a building Fierce at Legends of Gotham. Uh, as you're falling off the building and you're having a heart attack from fright, facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And as you hit the cold pavement, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And I will and come sorry save for you. your life, your loss. Yeah, loss I will come life. save you. I don't know about this guy over here is telling you to well, jump it's off the fear. It's not me. It's the fear talks I'm doing it. Where can people find you online, Amory? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. I also write about food stuffs and crafty stuff over at crunchycrafty.com. Excellent. And, and I, I actually featured this this podcast this week. So oh, yeah. You did a big po- maybe podcast maybe I'll tweet that out. sort of thing. Yeah, a little bit. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow my superhero novel series, Dogboy Adventures, at dogboyadventures.com. And you can follow my new podcast, Universe Box. Hey, hey. That's 
mine too. At universebox.com. Okay, so I think that's about it. Uh, any any other business we need to get to? We're at about an hour. I'm good. Okay. You you got anything? Join us next week for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Adios, amigos. Adios. Adios.